I'm a young black man doing all that I can to stay. Oh, but when I look around and I see what's being done to my kind every day, I'm being hunted as prey. My people don't want no trouble. We've had enough struggle. I just want to live. God, protect me. I just want to live. I just want to live. Amen. <laughs> and we back, and we back. We... <laughs> um, Episode 21. Episode 21 we're getting up there hey y'all we're back behind the stage pod it's your girl young roni roan and this is janielle and we are not doing this by skype or we are Uber, not or we're conference. in the flesh because we're like we got mad shit to talk about trust me and we need to be together and if people are out here protesting together then hey we out here this is our protest too um, we're joined with a special guest, though we're not alone. We are here with the one and only the Mandem, <laughs> Mandem representative. Is it Leon? Is that is that what we're calling you? Just just Leon, just one name, like you're on your Beyonce show. <laughs> We could go by Leon or uh, King L. King L! Hello! You better tell them you're a king and everything. Hello. All black men are kings, you know? We need to find our crown, you know? Yes. Let me point out that you are our first male um, guest. Bop, bop, bop. So thank you for being here. Pause. We actually had one, but this is our male first thrown a guest. We had Omar. Oh my god. My bad, Omar. <laughs> Don't forget okay. Mojo. Our first Toronto, <laughs> Canadian Toronto yes. Yes, um, male guest. Yes, yes that's right. Yes, that's in, the right. Flesh. in the like, flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh. Right. Shout out yeah. to Omar Dorsey. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, we already know what the temperature is in the world. And um, you being here with us today is super timely. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. super necessary. Definitely yeah. needed. Um, so we thank you. Um, but before we Thanks get, for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, before we get into all the shits, I mean, like, how have you guys been? Like, Janelle, how have you been over the past two weeks, you know, since our last pod, you know? Our drill, a lot of shit has happened in the world. It's mm-hmm. like every single day, <laughs> you know? Something yeah. Something yep. So, um, where's your mind at right now? Um, there is, there's been a lot of mixed emotions. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you've been living under a rock, I know a majority of us haven't, but, um, <laughs> Black Lives Matter has been on everybody's mind. Um, it's everywhere. 
As it um, should be. As it should be. Um, rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery. Um, everybody that di- has died. And RIP to the ones that we don't know about. Exactly. Oh, and, because, Re- and Regis. Yes. Yes. Um, our local and Houdini. Yes. Know. Like, there's just our our black men and women are dying just rapidly and it's 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 heavy it's a heavy 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 time like we we first started with the pandemic and now we have another <laughs> pandemic yeah. which is it's like the it's, one that was always well, here yeah, the one that was always they here they haven't dealt with the first pandemic exactly well, we had another one. and now this one is being amplified because this pandemic, which is COVID, which has everybody home and everybody on social media, now the pandemic that we've been talking about for many years, which is Black Lives, is now being surfaced, and it's it's been rough. It's been it's been tricky. I can't even lie to you. It's been really really hard to focus, but um. At the same time, too, it's been an an eye opener and an awakening for not just um, myself, but other uh, Black people that I know, um, other um, white people, and other um, people I know that are not Black. Like they're really understanding what's happening, and yeah. um, it's also. Um, a reflection time to see who's really racist and I'm being very candid <laughs> who's Period. really racist, who's really here for you and who's really not who's afraid to speak up Yeah. who's afraid to speak up and um, yeah it's, it's, it's been a real it's been a real, real, real time but um, at the same time too it's also been a time for me to really uplift Myself and other black men and women Absolutely. that I know in this in my industry and not just my industry but just people I know around me and um, really uplift myself and really look into myself and be like what can I do to amplify other voices and make these voices heard because it's it's some um, really 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 crazy times right now and I've always been very like supportive with my black friends or anything black but now it's on a whole other level mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. it's on a whole other level right now and i'm not ashamed of it mm-hmm. never been ashamed of it but yeah we we gotta really band together no matter what so i've gone through all of the emotions from sadness to crying to like i'm, I'm be very candid to like what the fuck like it's almost like i hate white people type thing but then had to calm calm down and be like not all white people are like this so it's it's been a lot of emotions a lot of emotions and yeah it's it's been a wild wild ride especially living in canada where it's like this subliminal shit with racism so yeah, I feel yeah. you. Um, King L, how have you been over this past few weeks? What are your um, thoughts, emotions, feelings? 
I've been very, um, I say mixed emotions, but I was talking to my wife about this and um, like for the past, yeah, week or so, maybe two, I've just been really filled with like when I still haven't watched the Aubrey video. Mm-hmm. I still haven't watched the George Floyd video because I just I just feel like I just couldn't. It was just it was just That's too much. Too it was just literally too I much. Understand. When I seen it and I just seen I didn't even watch like the first maybe ten seconds. I seen the cops knee on his on his back. I kind of just switched because I was like fuck. I didn't even need to know. I was like there goes another one. Mm-hmm. And it really it. it it's been fucking with me, honestly, like, it's just, like, on a serious note for the past little while, and I don't know how to, especially for me, because I work around white people <laughs> all day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in the construction industry, and if you know, there's not a lot of brothers in the construction industry. I mean, there's a lot more now, but, so I've, kind of had to unwillingly kind of like block myself from watching the video so I don't get so deep into my emotions that I can't function function and be around these people that I need to be around and um, because I have a lot of white friends and it's it's really like Janelle said it's really making me look into myself a lot more I thought I was pro-black before but now I feel like it has to go to the extreme Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't (laughs) I shouldn't be ashamed to say that Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. at all yeah Um, everything I do now is is going to be if I'm not spending my money Clothes, I don't really need clothes. So if I need, if I'm going to buy anything, it's going to be from a black designer now. Period. Shoes, I'm trying to find some black designer um, that designs shoes because I love shoes as most black men do or black people. So my new shoes, I'm looking for a black designer to, yeah, to kind of facilitate that Mm because I don't want to be giving my money to these white corporations at the end of the day. And yeah. it might sound I don't even care how the fuck it sounds, to tell you the truth. I really don't I really don't give a fuck. Doesn't yeah. sound any type of way. I really <laughs> don't I really don't care. It really doesn't. So I'm gonna be going extra, extra, extra hard for like my people. Absolutely. And anybody I know that's doing a business, your podcast, uh, anything like entrepreneurial, I'm gonna be blasting it on my page because I feel like we need to go hard for ourselves Absolutely. and for each other. Because mm-hmm. if we don't, who is? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, to echo what the two of you are saying, <sighs> these past few weeks have been a whirlwind of emotions for me. Um, I feel like last week, I was just filled with a lot of sadness. I found myself just crying. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. 
randomly. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritual youth, so like it's always God. It's always me and God. You mm -hmm. know, it's always talking to God and asking for answers and stuff. And, and I just found myself like really being clueless and and speechless in a way like yo god like what is this yeah. what is the world right now what is life right now and i feel like that was me last week and this week it was more anger and yeah. rage like ready to turn up on anybody Anything at this point reason. like you know Still and i gotta like do my due diligence to like catch myself and like you said you have white friends and you work with white people and that sort of thing and it's kind of like you know it's the inevitable especially living in canada yeah. you know where our black population is not that big at all and so i've really just been uh, just yeah just figuring out like how am i gonna maneuver now you know Sorry. what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it, because mm -hmm. it's like, where are my black options yeah. to... For everything. The, for everything. <laughs> for everything. For my everyday I'm literally looking at everything life, now. You know? Yeah. Because I, I said to myself, like, I have white friends and white associates as well. Um, but I'm just like, yo, I'm not really fucking with y'all. I'm fucking with y'all on a need to... Basis, like just, honestly, like where like I have <laughs> no option, yeah. just like you do with us, and and as Canadians, we we have prided ourselves for so long on being, you know, the nice people, yeah. mm -hmm. the passive, the, the, passive, so passive yeah. the politically correct. But now ain't nothing correct about what's happening in politics Facts. you know what i mean mm -hmm. here locally and worldwide so it's just like like you said like you know we we can't even feel no type of way yeah. about making our stance known at this point yeah and we right? have we have such a amazing buying power as black people like <laughs> We mm -hmm. that are black dollar the number one consumer. Mm -hmm. So it's it's the for hair us. industry alone is yep. a trillion dollar industry. Yep. Yep. Like and there's no reason why what? we need to be buying from Chinese people when we can be opening our own stores. And we have we have <sighs> our own stores. But we need to get them bumping like the Chinese stores are yeah. bumping. Yep. We need to get them big like the Chinese stores. I don't know what the beauty supply store you guys are to Chloray or whatever. Yeah, BSW, yeah. all of them. What's another all of them. what's a black one? Um Leon sent me there the other day. Uh <laughs> sweetness or something like that, the one in Ajax. Right. Yeah. Um They're few and far between. Yeah, yeah. and, and mm -hmm. we have to do our due diligence to seek them out at yeah. this point. And not just hair and makeup and nails it's like we were talking earlier about like yo do we have a black bank yeah, here? yeah. Mm -hmm. like me as a canadian can i open an american bank account in a black yeah. establishment just to say over there i'm doing it mm -hmm. you know so so yeah but um and like you say not even just a, a blank bank uh black bank 
black landscaper, a black plumber, a Absolutely. black electrician, a black real estate agent, a black Absolutely. doctor for your kids, a black physician, a black dentist, like everything. Your we need everyday to, needs. We need to be filling these positions and encouraging our kids to go into these different fields because yeah. we need, they're the future and we need them to to um, think bigger than just entertainment and True. sports and yeah. <laughs> like working with your hands physically. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. we're very smart. We're very smart people. Anything we put our minds to, we can do. Absolutely. So we need to widen our, our perspective. Which is why like, no. the white people are big mad because <laughs> we are, we have shown time and time again that we are a resilient people. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. determined. We go against odds. That's in our nature. Even though it is taxing on our bodies, our mentalities, our spirits to continuously fight, fight, yeah. fight. I, I also feel like fight is in us. Yeah, like it's also just in our DNA. We are the but, superior beings. But here's period. the thing, though. I was listening to a, a podcast, and they're just like, when you think about black people and like what is the first thing that comes to mind and everybody was just like resilient why do we have to be constantly resilient yeah, why, why do we, we have, to have to fight yeah. yeah like it's it's true it's it's a hard pill to swallow like question what? for you too yeah mm-hmm. do you think if white people were faced with the same <laughs> things we were faced with every day same adversities same challenges in life do you think they would be as resilient? <sighs> we both have to sigh. <laughs> no. Yeah. But what I think they would have attempted to do is rebel a lot quicker than black people have Absolutely. rebelled. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I never thought I um I saw like a Instagram thing and the the man was speaking about he he you know he brought us back to scripture it was a white man and he brought us back to scripture and just showed us like the the mirrored image of what was happening in those days versus what is happening now and and all of this kind of stuff and he was like white people are confused and afraid and wondering why we've been putting these people through hell <laughs> for years Centuries, centuries. Centuries. (laughs) Why have they not turned up on us in a major way before? Yeah. Yeah. Not protesting, not, you know what I mean, for a day or two. Like, they're talking about real rebellion. And we, I was just listening to Joe Budden pod and and Rory, who is a white man on that pod, he Mm. was saying like, yo, if this type of thing was happening in the Jewish communities or Facts. in the uh, Scottish communities, they would have, you know, they would have, would have, have shelled down the place long Done. time. Done. America would have been on fire, literally. Done. Because they're not playing. But for some reason, black people us as black so people were just, I don't know, like forgiving or like, oh, no, is it we our don't heart be to a fault? or Maybe because we've been painted as the bad guy for so long. We're trying to prove we're trying that, to we're prove that, that we're not that, right? That. You see, you see I, I have comments. I have I have comments on that, but I'm, I'm going to save that until, <laughs> our, until we get a little bit, dig a little deeper. Because I find that 
we do have it because I've seen that type of rage against our own. Yeah, but why is it? Why can we not? Okay, these guys are shooting each other like crazy in the states every day. I don't see cops are killing them. How come? How come nobody? None of these gangs or hoods or thugs have said, "Yo, we're gonna go strictly after police." Why? Let's 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 come together with the next hood and let's fuck the killing each other. Right. Whatever beef we got over money or pussy or whatever, let's put that aside and yeah. let's do what we need. Let's let's. Yeah. I don't know. It's true because it's not like we wouldn't have the manpower to do so, but it's just. All I could chop it up unite. to... We can't unite as yeah, a black we, people. Yeah, we, we can't unite. Can't unite it's it's been people. hard for us to unite. And I truly think that we suffer from, you know, the generational Absolutely. post-traumatic yep. thing of slavery in that sense of like, yo, like, no matter what I do, if, if, if there's something that I can do to make me look good in the white eye Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try that thing so instead of full rebellion it's like a lot of gangs and drug people and whatever are in bed with these same police officers like yo let me go and do my thing on my block and I'll cut you a piece like we know that that's normal we see it in movies we see it in society whatever so it's just like we never have truly understood the power in unity, mm-hmm. like period. We, we have not. And it's very sad to say, but it's a reality. And like I keep saying with everything that's happening in the world right now is like, I just pray that like us as a people could finally be like, yo, if we just band together, That's if it. we just put our money together, if we just sh- spend with each other, like stop killing each other, stop killing mm-hmm. each other, you know, and um, where would we be? Where would we be? How far could we really get? But I want to move into that a little bit more, um, you know, Leon. You are a black man husband, a father. My brother-in-law. Mm. Yes, brother-in-law. <laughs> my brother-in-law, yes. my association. You know, and we as black women were, you know, it's just in our nature to always ride for our black men and Preach. be on the front lines for y'all. Mm-hmm. Even when we feel like y'all don't deserve it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. say that no, shit. That's you know that's, 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 <laughs> that is big and facts. We, that is big facts. We will still be here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, recently for all of our Toronto listeners um, watching the news, this and that, we had a um, shooting and that another. sort of thing. Another shooting. Another, yeah of a um, popular music artist rapper in the city and and we know that us as locals it's funny because you know sometimes um, like the ignorance in Americans keeps them from like really 
thinking or knowing that Toronto deals with the same shit. It's true. They really think we still be in igloos and shit like yeah. that, like, yeah. for real. And it's, it's just like, not nah, even like, we really do have, like, gang violence. Mm-hmm. I think that's the dumb Americans, though. Yeah, like, hoods against hoods oh. and stuff like that. So you as, like, a black Canadian man here, um, you know, was seeing, like, gang violence and stuff. Like, what is that? Like, how do you just navigate? Like, you know, have you had those experiences before? Like, what did you do to get out of that? Or can you? What do you have to say for friends that you might still know in that thing? Like, that's a, that's a, a really deep question because... Um, you definitely can get out of it. You definitely can, but it's what you're willing to do to get out of it. Mm. Um, for me, I was young. I guess it was 17, 18, and I've, I'm selling dope since I was about 13. Mm. So... For me, I started I started really getting into it. And yeah, I started in school, you know, a little bit of weed here and there, whatever. And then it graduated into bigger things and I know once you get into bigger things, it's a place Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> uh your friends can quickly become your enemies. So, you know, you might be making money and your friends might not be making money. Jealousy, all these things. So for me, it was, I knew where it was going and I had a couple run-ins and I felt like I had to make a decision. Either stay and deal with everything that was here or leave pretty much get out of the city (laughs) and physically leave the city city. and I don't Mm. mean like leave the city go move from Toronto to Mississauga or move to Brampton or move to Guelph no I'm I was out of the province Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I felt like I needed a change of scenery just a change of everything to really like refresh refresh the way I was thinking because I was as a lot of these young teens I was angry I don't know why young hungry and angry Hmm. just want I just felt like everything was owed to me and I would try and get it any which way possible Mm -hmm. owed to you why like, where did the anger come from? Because I can understand being hungry. I can understand, you know, maybe not growing up with a lot and wanting more. Mm-hmm. But when you say you were angry, where, where do you think that anger came from? Um, I think that anger came from... Uh, not having... 
I guess seeing other people with mm-hmm. and you know as a lot of other young black boys grew up in the city not even just the city I was you know single mother Excuse me, um, seen her struggle you know a lot of times you know yeah you you're not eating the best you know what I mean so to wanting to do more wanting to have more wanting to gain the respect of your family your peers mm-hmm. um, I guess to be known as the the guy to yeah provide like we didn't have now we have because of me it means mm-hmm. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to get it so um I guess to say like I was heading down a really bad path. I don't really want to put out too much. Yeah, that's cool. Because, you know, I'm thinking of what I want to say. But I had a few run-ins where I had, you know, gotten robbed. And it was by a friend. So, you know. And, like, whatever. You see it happen. But end up catching with this person and end up stabbing the person. So boom, I'm can't really say wanted by them, and also at the same time I was wanted by police for doing certain things. So I had to make a choice on improving my life, and I felt like if I stayed here, um, I either would have been dead or in jail for a really long time. Yeah, I didn't really see much options. I didn't really see any way getting out of it because I was so deep into it. So yeah, I, for your answer, yes, you can get out of it, but you gotta be willing to separate yourself from everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, does that and include the people who you everything, were like literally everything? Mm-hmm. I left Old every, friends. I left everybody behind. Yeah, because it's uh, at the end of the day. I've seen this through a lot of my friends. There's nobody there for you when you're in jail. There's mm-hmm. nobody there for you when you're dead. The only person you call in jail is your family. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. the only ones sending you money, really. Your friends might send you money one or two times, but at the end of the day, they're not They're not really writing for you like you think they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your family is. Your, your, the trouble you're going to put your mom through, your brother if you have, you know, your, your grandma, grandparents, it's, it's just not... It's just not worth it mm-hmm. to ride for people that are not going to be there for you. Because as soon as you get locked up, trust me, within a month or so, it's <laughs> if you're getting a long sentence, which a lot of my friends have had, it, yeah, it, it, there's not really many that are going to be there for you. And they find that out the hard way. Yeah. After they've done things like, like serious, serious life-changing things for people thinking that they're going to be there and yeah you find out later but I mean that's life you have to know what you're getting into at the end of the day mm. um, I actually had a question um, so what year was that when you moved to 
because I, I vividly remember it. Um, what year was that, roughly? That was uh, 2008, yeah. ending of 2008. Because I remember around that time, 2008, from like early, to, well, 2008 to about maybe 2015 or so, there was this huge movement where a lot of black men in Toronto were moving out west. Yeah. Like, I had my boy. Sorry. Yeah. I had my boy move out there. Mm-hmm. Like, so many men <laughs> I knew, black men, who had difficulties finding jobs in Toronto. They all moved out there, and they were all living yeah. out there, working in construction. It was just, it was a movement. It was a big movement. And I always wondered why and one of my homeboys who was out there for like five years i remember he came back to toronto and i mean he didn't really have like he wasn't involved in anything of that nature but his father lived out there and he just decided to go and he was telling a lot of his brethren to come out to come out there a lot of his brothers that he knew that were in um were locked up or about to get locked up whatever coming out of jail and so on he said you know if you want to make good money and if you want to really uplift yourself go out west that was a huge movement for a really 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 long time it was a it was like the, the movement you're talking about happened a little bit later it happened about maybe 2012 yeah where I figured, like, because when I went out there in 2008, there wasn't really a lot of uh, black people out there. Mm-hmm. There was black people that were, like, in Edmonton that mm-hmm. lived there, but not, like, from Toronto. So, like, when I went out there, it was, the racism I had to deal with was crazy. Mm-hmm. But... Was <clears throat> it um, racism particularly in your field or just everyday life particularly in my field because i feel like they didn't see black guys doing what we were doing it was very far and few between Mm -hmm. because think of it now i'm on the same level level as them i'm playing the same game i'm making the same money we're doing the same things as a young kid i was only like 18 making 100 grand a year Mm -hmm. these guys were not liking that Mm -hmm. so they were yeah they were hating on me but I mean, I didn't. A lot of, cause as soon as I went out there, I made a couple, made a couple white friends, and cause obviously whatever. I'm, a, I don't, I didn't, I didn't grow up like a lot of us. We didn't. I grew up in a Portuguese Italian neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Most of my friends mm-hmm. yeah. growing up are white, Portuguese or Italian. So it was like I didn't really, I didn't care about color or nothing like that. So mm. I'm a fun-loving guy. So I go out there, and make a couple of buddies, and I think that me being so cheerful and fun all the time I think it opened uh, cause even the friends that I made they didn't they were like wow you're like you're like cool for a black guy like mm. it's like they didn't for know for a black guy they didn't know they didn't like, know like breaks. have like black friends or black people and the guy what they know is what they seen on TV mm-hmm. so I guess and there was a there was a few guys like me that went up there and opened a few doors for a lot more black people so, I mean, <clears throat> when I went out, and I feel like a lot of guys from Toronto just wanted an opportunity. Yeah. We were selling dope. We were doing whatever mm-hmm. we had to do, but 
if we had an opportunity to make good money, we would do it. We would work. Yeah. I feel like that's a, like, if you can make 10 grand selling dope in two weeks or whatever, but you know you can make that a month, mm -hmm. legitimately, you would do it. Knowing you could go home to your family, you don't have yeah. to look behind your, behind your back, you don't have to, you know, like, not say your name on the phone, like, mm -hmm. do stupid certain little things, like, you know, yo, it's money. Like, you know, like, you know, like we don't want to live like that. Who yeah. wants to live like that? Nobody wants to live like that. Yeah, the wickedest but, thing is that, <laughs> like, being somebody who has, obviously, you know, like, dated, mm -hmm. you know, drug dealers and yeah, whatnot, it's like, yo, that finesse on the it's phone, like, yo, don't like, say my name on the phone, don't say my name on the phone, don't say my name on the phone, don't say my name on the phone, it's like, bro, 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 like, no, who wants to live like that? Chill, yeah, bro. <laughs> it's like, yo, chill out. <laughs> it's like, and then me yeah, with my little you know? young, ignorant ass, nobody's looking for you. Just wait to get something. Like, wait, it's like, like, calm down. You know? And then the phone number changes, and you can't right? find It's like, yeah, we were, li we were living that life. Exactly. Changing rentals and, like, just, just doing the most to be unseen and unheard of. Like you can't put your name on nothing. It's like I don't want to do not, that. I don't. That's that's not, that's not the way to. Yeah, it's not the way to live. Fun. I want to own. I want to have a mortgage. Absolutely. I want my car to be in my name. Absolutely. Like I don't want if I get, and it's happened to me. I've gotten pulled over. The car wasn't in my name. It's gotten towed, mm. and I had to call my friend to come get the car out of with that I paid for. But it's in his name. It's yeah, like, bro, it's I don't. Much. I don't. It's just too much. Yeah. Um. I want to speak to, you know, thank you for sharing, you know, some of your experience for sure. But, you know, as we mentioned before, in regards to like us as black women being, you know, the main people on the front line for mm -hmm. black men, whether you're wrong or you're right, you yeah. know, we are here and we've always been. And I want to speak to or ask you about that experience for you, you know, um, you are married now and you obviously have a beautiful, strong black woman by your side. And um, I'm just, you know, like what does, like how important is it for, or is it important? Um, does it make a difference for for us as black women, whether it be your spouse, your sisters, your yeah. aunts, your mothers, you know, what impact does that have on you guys as black men? You know, because we have our own feelings, you know, in terms of that. We, to be keeping a hundred, you know, we as black women have often felt we don't betrayed. ride hard, we don't ride hard we, enough. The energy guys. is not kept. I, I, I'm there. I'm there with you. I'm um, there with you. So, firstly, before we get into that side, like I, I, I want to know from a man's perspective, like, mm -hmm. does it phase you? Do we, do we mean something? Is it important? Does it matter? You yeah. know, like our, our support. Of course, of course, it definitely 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 matters because um to jump on your point i feel like um 
you're right. A lot of us don't go hard enough for our black women, our black queens, as we should. And why do you think that is? Me, personally, I go hard for mine. So I, I can't speak to that. But... Man, I, I, I don't know why we don't... Because if you grew up with a black mother, black grandmother, black auntie, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how you wouldn't put your all into go, putting, like, put your all into writing for them, into everything they, they go for. We need, behind every strong man is a strong woman. How mm -hmm. are they going to be strong if we don't support them? Mm -hmm. How do you guys have the backbone if we keep taking from you, taking from you, taking from you and not putting back. So I don't know what some of our black men are thinking out there to tell you the truth. I really don't. I really don't. Um, <laughs> I, grew, I grew up with a strong black mother single mother i seen her struggle like i said work two jobs to make sure i ate make sure i did make sure i had shoes mm -hmm. make sure i had clothes so it's only right for me to keep that going i, I didn't i there's no way i could um I mean, i'm just speaking for myself i couldn't marry a white woman and feel and bring her home to my family and feel hundred percent with that I understand. so mm -hmm. i i we ha i feel like we as black men have to keep the bloodline strong because everybody else is trying to kill it exactly so every, <laughs> if everybody else is trying to keep it we we definitely have to keep it strong and 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 yeah marry our queens not just make our queens our baby mothers we have to make them our wives mm -hmm. and treat them right talk to them <laughs> you know it's true so absolutely um janelle i feel like <laughs> just i i think people i think black women are just known mm -hmm. for being strong mm -hmm. and like, a lot of black men can't handle that yeah, and mm -hmm. I feel like you know yeah, they want to they want to tell their women what to do. They want to control them. They want to boss them around, and they don't want to put anything back into them. And not to say anything about any other race or anything, but I feel like they put up with a lot more than our black women do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our black women put up with a lot. And yeah, and, yeah. a lot. So I, you know. And personally, I think that's one of the reasons why. I mean, just after speaking to. Um, different black men on why they possibly don't really ride for a black woman is they feel like oh black women put too much pressure on them yeah, or they're they never complain satisfied too much, they complain they too much I've heard with that. other races it's easy going and so on but it's not even a matter of complaining <laughs> what is like why can't they look at look at it as we want the best for them for like we want to uplift them like if, if, if we're if we're coming too hard on you guys, maybe you all some of y'all are just too sensitive. Because I know a <laughs> lot of men are very sensitive. Yeah, and yeah. they just don't. They've never been told that. They've never been put under pressure. They've never been out in their place, yeah, and they've they've true. aspired to be at this level of mediocrity, mm -hmm. where it's not acceptable. 
and I I refuse to do that. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Some of y'all nag too much still. Oh, I, but hey, I'm not going to hey. lie. I'm not, some of y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all, you guys go in too listen, hard. But I agree. That, I agree. That, I feel like that's just a conversation that needs to be had. I agree. Like, you know, I agree. Sometimes listen, we, you're going we too hard at me. You know, I understand that. Yeah, we nitpick. There's, 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 you know, I think like we just genuinely like always. We're always gonna want the best, and I Absolutely. feel like I feel like you know, for our spouses, for our kings, like we see you as kings, and we just challenge you to operate at kingship level mm-hmm. yeah. at all times. And the reality is, you know, we're all human and you're not always going to operate like a king and and that's when you'll get the nagging mm-hmm. and the complaining and all of that kind of stuff, but like going back to what I was saying before, like I feel like black women are just so known and expected to be strong mm-hmm. and 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 hold it down and Resilient. and, and um <laughs> You know, like we don't have time to cry and to feel mm-hmm. and all those things because it's always like, how do we pivot? How do we make this right? How do we, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so I feel like partially that could be part of the reason why black men don't feel like they need to like go as hard to protect us because we're always protecting ourselves. Yeah. But it's just like Focus. we do that out of necessity, not yeah. want. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, I feel like you guys do that because you know a nigga's not gonna hold you down if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's um, that's probably not a good feeling to feel from a woman's perspective. No. That you have no, to, it's not. you have to it's go not. so hard, and you have to. You have to put up this wall and put up this block because you know you're hopeful that he's gonna do the right thing, but you're gonna be okay if he lets you down. Yeah, it's almost like we've already created like the guard to say we might just get let down, so it's yeah. not gonna be that big of a surprise. Yeah, and it's super unfortunate because it's like, I mean. And I'm I'm guilty of this when we, we see so many black men die through the hands of racism. But unfortunately, a lot of black women have passed away as well, mm-hmm. and their names are not amplified. Yeah. And I did a post today on LinkedIn I'm guilty regarding that. that. I'm guilty of that as well. I'm guilty of that, and I'm a black woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. guilty of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Breonna Taylor who passed away through the hands of gun violence, through hands of racism and gun violence. <laughs> Just a few, what was it, like last a month? Ago, yeah. A few weeks ago. And then George Floyd passed. And because it was posted on social media, it made it more valid yeah. for people to like post it. post it and protest and so on. But at the end of the day, Brianna's, um, killers were still there, like they were still, still on road. Like it was crazy. Still being terrorists. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy, and I like there. It's, there's been so many times where her name has not even crossed my mind during George Floyd. 
like there's so many black women who have passed away through this shit and it's it sucks it's it's really 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 sad it's like and to be very honest with you it was three women that created black lives matter yeah even with that whole movement it's just it's a lot it's 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 wild um yeah it it is and um I mean, what do you guys think we as, or what do you want from us as a, as black people, as a black community, you know, because the thing that I keep saying is like, yo, yes, protest, yes, post, do what you, you gotta do, because everybody's, everybody shows up in different ways everybody's not going to physically be on the front line but you know they can do what they can do in their environment Mm -hmm. on their platforms in their industries whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be i am an actress i'm a producer i'm a writer so i'm going to advocate it with using those mediums Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's normal to me in my life um you know but what I keep saying is like, yo, like all the craziness and wild shit that's happening in the world right now, like where black people are, you know, this is the first time ever mm-hmm. in my history of being on Instagram or on Facebook or, or on social media, period, where I'm seeing posts of, yo, local black businesses, mm-hmm. here, yeah, here yeah. we are, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yo, give me a list of 10 nail salons that are black owned give me a list of 10 you know beauty beauty product brands this is the first time i'm seeing this and so it's like it's so unfortunate that like it's trauma that has to push us into this place but my biggest prayer is like yo can we please keep keep this this same (laughs) energy you know six months from now a year from now two five ten years from now like can we please remember the importance of sewing into our own communities Mm -hmm. you know like that's what i want from all of this yeah Yeah. for me what i want is i mean we can support black business that's well and good because i mean you've like you and i shrona like we we're always been on that tip i know leon and my sister kind of always been on that tip like looking for black businesses or just looking to um help black people but i need us to also do better as well and we lead by example i feel like one of the reasons why we are targeted when it comes on to racism and i'm not speaking for other races but when white people look at us at a specific way or they want to kill us is because they see us killing us yeah <laughs> so it's nothing we're not so it's nothing to. so it's nothing like they were like okay so if they don't really care about their own then why, why should, should we, we? Yeah. Right. And I, I'm, I'm actually pretty. I'm sick of it. It's, it's, it's sad. It's real. It's really, really, really sad. Like we need to do better. Like I'm yeah. tired of the whole like 
just this we're we're stuck at this mediocrity mm. i was listening to again you know i'm a podcast junkie i was listening to a podcast and one of the podcast hosts was saying that we need to stop calling ourselves minorities because there's nothing minor yeah, yeah, about us. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big one. There is nothing minor. If I had an air horn yeah. sound Trust effect, me. Yeah. Trust me. I'm going to look for it. Trust me. There's nothing <laughs> minor <laughs> about black people. There's nothing minor about yeah, that's it. Another so. physi- that's another psychological thing. They, yes, they it's want a psychological us to make us thing. think that we're, yeah, we're, we're not minor. We're yeah. not minor. So we got to cut that out we gotta think above and beyond i want to add something to that really quick because i was talking to um christy about this and i was like yo ever how come every time we need we as black people need to be professional or sound particularly sound professional Mm -hmm. on the phone Mm -hmm. we always refer to it as our white white boys yeah our white boys oh let me put on Hi, Jacqueline. How are you today? You know what I mean? It, it's like, and I said to myself, I said, it, it's like a, a switch went off in my head. I was like, why does my professional voice have, have to, to be, be referred to as white? I don't have a white, exactly. a white voice. It's just professional. I'm a whole-ass black woman. Thank you. I just have a professional voice. a professional voice. voice. Like, black people are professionals exactly. as well. So just like what you're saying, it's that it, we, we say these things in our communities and they've just become these sort of like it, like it's okay normal. like okay Thanks. i'm a minority so it's fine yeah. like i grew up here so it's okay like i can say this and it's okay no we gotta get out of that mentality because and think ahead and when we bring it back to like just you know biblical things and and spiritual things it's like yo your words have authority yeah yep. you can literally speak life or death yep so if we've gone generations with calling ourselves minorities Mm -hmm. that's how we're gonna function yep i refuse i refuse and i want our black people to think above mediocrity or minority we are major like we are above that and really push towards that like come correct with the business like no matter what like whether we have to do the research on Google, whether we have to educate ourselves, like we have the power to really be great. And yeah, it's we can't be in this minority think pattern. It's not good for us. So yeah. that is my biggest thing when it comes on to blacks and just really like pushing our voices out there letting us be heard yeah yeah i think i think that's really what i want to see after this also i want to see these young kids stop killing each other like this man mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. it's just Absolutely. crazy in the city and i was talking to one of my friends about this i was like are we not gonna have any old 60 70 year old black guys grandma grandfathers to sit down and shoot the shit and talk about what it was like when they were young yeah because everybody's dying before they're reaching 25 and 30 mm. and yeah so it's like we we need to stop we need to realize that everybody's 
we have so much against us already we need to stop stop this foolishness and we need to I know it's hard to <clears throat> take a loss if somebody shot one of your friends or something like that but if if either side doesn't take a loss we're gonna continue this pattern of keep killing each other and you shoot me and I shot your friend and you shoot my friend and I feel like we need to realize we're so much more bigger than that. I feel like black people are the only ones that realize that, that feel like if I have a problem with somebody, I have to kill them to get rid of the problem as young people. And it's like, no, like we can, I can not like somebody and see them and not be a problem mm -hmm. and, it, and it be not be an issue. Just, I don't, I don't know what it is or what it's going to take. Because as soon as like, a little bit of freedom from this COVID happened. Some shootings happened. Yeah. It's like That's we were just I'm locked saying. down for two months we and it's like nothing happened. <laughs> and then as soon as they're like, okay, a couple stores are open, it's like boom, we're back to it's like, like what the you fuck? Like, what happened? Happened? I don't get it. I don't get it. And and what's it's what's wild is that I was talking to a friend of mine who actually is a um, is a PO. I will not mention his name by no means, <laughs> but um. He works in the jail, and he's just like, Danielle, these guys are smart as hell. Smart they criminal. know how to work the system. They're yeah. working the system in these places. Like we're they not, know. We're not dumb. We're not dumb. We yeah, go to jail. We yeah. figure it out. Yeah. We anywhere you put they us, we figure they, it out. They they know. They nature. know it's there. It's in our nature. It's so there. It's like, and if they could literally, just like, put that if energy we could just apply somewhere, that somewhere into else. something else, yeah. like we, like they and we would be an unstoppable. But we're in this still, like, and that's this where slave mentality. And that's where I got at it. Why I stopped selling drugs was I looked at myself and I'm like, is I had to say is like, is that all? Of, is that all you're good at? Is that all you want to be known as, as, as a drug dealer? Not to sound so cliche, but it's like, yeah, that's... When you go into the store and spend your money and you, you're you spending three, four grand or whatever, but people are still looking at you like, yeah, this snigger got it from dope. He didn't work for it. That didn't make me feel... It didn't make me feel good. Even though I'm buying whatever I want, doing whatever I want, I'm in new car, or new rentals every week. I didn't feel good, and not to say I don't know, like I didn't feel a part of society, to say. But, and I had to look at myself like really, like, bro, you can do so much more. You don't have to be selling drugs to make money. Thousand ways to make money. And you know, like, when I think about, you know, just going back to the climate of Toronto, it's like, <laughs> honestly, like, the last day party that I was at, mm -hmm. that we were at, yeah. was, what, at least two years ago. Yeah, 2018. And it got shot up. Yep. You know what I mean? Broad daylight. Mm -hmm. You know, a gentleman passed away. Like, it was a very... We were there to celebrate a friend's birthday. Mm -hmm. Was that the one downtown? Yeah, mm -hmm. cute. Yeah. It was yeah. very... 
That was another rapper. Traumatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yo, I don't feel safe mm-hmm. being, you know, so we're here complaining about COVID and how we're locked up in the house and summer's shot and all these kinds of things. But the reality is, it's like, where would where would I be? Like, what are my options if we were allowed to be on road. Thanks. Yeah. I I only really Still feel really safe being at like family barbecue and yeah. you know what I mean. And and it's like you made a really great point about like where like where will where will the elders be? Like, will we have elders mm-hmm. to sit down and reason? Because I know one of my greatest joys is talking to my grandparents yeah. and yeah. reasoning with them and hearing what life hearing was like and all and that kind of stuff. But stuff. you make an amazingly strong point of like, with all of our men dying so early. And I'm wondering to myself, I'm like, what could be such a strong beef that you, to take a man's you know? life? Like, what are you guys beefing over? What are these millennials beefing over? Like, what are 20-year-olds beefing over right now? It's true. Money, mm-hmm. pussy, j- territory. I I don't know. Respect. Yeah, I I it, and to speak on it, it's and when I was young and doing things, I I, I didn't really want to hear from nobody older than me either. Mm. I was bringing my gun to school. I was mm. on bus driving around with it all the time. I've gotten pulled over with my gun, and never went to jail like i i've gotten let me knock on wood i've gotten really lucky to to i've yeah i've had a lot of close calls to make me realize say that god's talking to me he's like bro is is this where you really want to go my family's already been through it my uncle's been deported jail for how many years 15 odd years and it's like bro you see where this is gonna go it's all around you so you can only my luck my luck was running out and I realized I guess I could tell you this story okay <laughs> um <laughs> BTS <All right>. exclusive you know, <laughs> extra gravy podcast. <laughs> there was there was the time, you know, I was I, I was still doing things and I was out of town at the time and I let's just say like, you know, flew on a plane with a knife. I heard the door. You're not discreet. <laughs> I heard the door. <laughs> Go on. All yeah. right. Let's just say like. Well, not, let's just let's just say, I got on a plane with a nine pack of mm. coke, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And I flew from where I was to another location, with it in my suitcase. Mm-hmm. Everything was smooth, boom, boom, boom. Okay, I went to work, yada yada. So like a month and a half later, I have maybe five and a half, six ounces left. So I'm coming back to where I'm co- where I'm leaving from, and I'm like, let me bring this with me. You know, I could, I could get rid of it. I could move it. 
Um, so I'm, I got a red eye flight. I think my flight's like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. So I pack my suitcase. Boom, boom, boom. I'm in my apartment now. Moss, moss, moss my things, whatever. And all day, I'm going around the house and like, <clears throat> say the kitchen's over here and the suitcase is right in the kitchen, right? And I'm in the living room. And I'm just, the suitcase is open, and I'm just looking at the suitcase, and something's telling me to, like, yo, take it out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nah, fuck that, bro. I'm in the city, yo, I'm reaching. <laughs> I already called man, them, you know what I mean? Work is here, bomb, bomb. All right. Still walking around my house, doing whatever I'm doing, cleaning, yada, yada, watching TV, smoking. Something's like, bro, take it out. I'm like, nah, fuck that, whatever. <sighs> Pack up, go to the airport now, leave my house. Something's telling me, like, bro, like, yo, <laughs> this could only be God. It's like, bro, take it out. To my friend, to yo, turn around, go back to my house. I gotta drop something off, whatever. Take it out, go to the airport now. And <laughs> you get to the airport, and you know it's general um, clearance, you go check your bag, and then you walk to security, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Today, this part's locked down. No general admission, whatever. Mm -hmm. I check in. Still have my suitcase. She's like, you don't drop your suitcase up here. Walk down to the end, and they'll scan your bag and put you in. So I go there. There's an OPP officer and the security, and they're checking bags, whatever people are going in. And right there as I look, it's the scan machine. So they're scanning your bag right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So anything you have in your bag, they're seeing it right there. OPP's right there. You can't go nowhere. You're in the mm. airport. And I just put my bag in and I just started laughing. I just said, God. Like, <laughs> only God made me turn around to in the drive to take it out to not get napped. Because there's nowhere I could have gone. My friend left. I'm in the airport by myself. It's 12 o'clock at night. Where the fuck am I going to go? Mm -hmm. With six ounces of shit. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the close calls that made me say, you know what? <laughs> I need to... I need to let this go. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, us as women, we have our experiences and we can always talk to men and listen to men and all of that kind of stuff talk about their experiences but it's like we as women will never never fully understand like leon when you were saying you know just the feeling of i want to be known as the one who provided for the family mm -hmm. i can only imagine like that pressure is probably the pressure that most men feel. 
mm-hmm. the obligation because it's in our DNA is that way. Yeah. Just the way, you know, it's hunters and gatherers. It's just the way women are natural nurturers and all that kind of stuff. When men are, are created to provide. Mm-hmm. So I can only... Uh, I can only imagine like the the sense of like responsibility that any man you know it doesn't care if you're the youngest <coughs> baby boy in the family the eldest the mm-hmm. only child six siblings it doesn't matter it's just well, like you're always going matter. to feel that way yeah. and then you you incorporate being in a relationship mm-hmm. having children all these kinds of things that 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 is amplified um yeah it's interesting um let's take a little break and we're gonna be back with the shits so obviously we live in toronto and there is this huge misconception that there is no racism in toronto our mm-hmm. mayor doug ford <laughs> has said that there is or there isn't much systemic racism in Canada, which is baffling to me. (laughs) I feel like he is delusional because um, we are living on stolen ground (laughs) by the indigenous people. And um, for him to say something like that is nuts. (laughs) So with all that being said, um, Sharona and and, um, Leon, have you guys faced any racism um, in your life or even just with the climate that's going on right now? Like, how are you looking at, let's just, for lack of a better word, white people? How are you looking at them right now when you see them on road? Like, with all, like, you have this rage right now. Like, what are your feelings towards them? Um, it's interesting because when I, when I really try to think about, um, just my upbringing, being in Toronto my whole life, um, I, I'm trying to think of blatant sort of racist experiences that I've had, and I can't particularly remember or identify any blatant outright racist things but I've mm-hmm. I've experienced so much like passive aggression which I think is like the typical like Toronto nature you know for us to like say things without saying things or you know that sort of thing I I work in a extremely white and older industry being uh, the film industry here in Toronto <laughs> And um, so there's a lot of people with that sort of like old mentality of, of you know, and, and making sure that you're just hitting the, min- the, the, the minimum requirement of um, hiring a black person or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And um, so I can't necessarily, I, I know it happens daily and all of that but i i don't necessarily remember like a specific hardcore straight up nigger get the fuck out of my face sort of experience but i will say that my 
my mood and vibe and mentality towards non-black people in in today's climate has has shifted like i said earlier i went from like sadness to anger Mm -hmm. and it's still something that like i'm trying to navigate but like just a quick story like you know i got a bike recently you know times hot sun i shine and (laughs) you know covid day so i'm just like yo if i can do my little bike riding do you ride with a mask on no i don't because i feel like i'm like away <laughs> from enough people and yeah. that, no you're not supposed to be that. riding that close to me like, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so no i don't but you know i have a park behind my house whatever bike trail blah 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 and the other day this was like last week i uh there's always like this bench that i kind of chill at as i'm riding my bike i'll stop at this bench and i'll just like sit and like relax and look at the trees for a bit and whatever and i remember seeing these three white men walking in my direction Mm. from a distance and they were like white white men like (laughs) shirts off plaid shorts like tan (laughs) like their skin looked pink like it was hurting like that's you know the buzz cut like yeah like white white guys you know not like white guys with a little flavor like nah you know what i mean so anyway i saw them from a distance walking towards me and honestly i think for the first time in my life i was considering my escape plan I looked at them approaching me and I was like, hmm, what will I do if some shit pops off? Wow. How close am I to my phone? Where is the nearest person? What direction will I ride my bike in? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was the first time, for real, for real, that I was on shooketh. guard. Yeah, I was shooketh. And I was like, wow this is new and the fact that because once upon a time the fact that we were in broad daylight in a park with people around would have given me some sort of comfort but today it it doesn't give me comfort at all because it's like do you if if another white person sees that sees anything happening to you are they gonna intervene probably not are they gonna call the cops or are they gonna or they just gonna watch it happen you know so it's a very interesting time mm-hmm. that we're in um yeah to answer your question like, yes and whew. what about you leon well i have uh dealt with racism before um just a little story uh i was working in uh in the construction field and there was a uh, six of yeah six of us in the van or in the truck <clears throat> that's all could fit so I'm in the passenger in the car and then there's other five other white guys in the car and one is my foreman who's supposed to be the leader of the crew or whatever right so um, <laughs> there was another guy he's small in and he couldn't fit in the truck obviously so he started walking to the job so we're driving and 
one of the white guys in the back, um, his accent, like, say whatever his name is, Ahmed or whatever, say like, what's wrong with Ahmed? And I don't know if my foreman forgot that I was in the truck or whatever, but he's like, he basically said, I don't know, he's acting, he's acting like that because I called him a nigger. Mm. And like literally just like that, but said it loud and like laughing. And I was in the truck <laughs> and it caught me by surprise. And obviously like my first reaction is to hit him or whatever, but I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. fuck is wrong with you? Like you can't say that. Like what is like and my friend who knows me from the streets is like yo I'm surprised you didn't punch him in the face like he and so long story short that went on and we brought that to the GFs the supervisors of the site and we're like yo we want this guy fired boom he never got fired kept his job kept his position mm-hmm. and later on they fired me for a simple reason uh, some something stupid because I had I basically had that over him so I lost my job because I didn't I and I should I was gonna call go through the right pages and you know call lawyers and everything like that and and I guess another thing with black people being nice I was just like whatever forget it I'll just find yep. another job yep. <laughs> and you know I want to speak to it quickly just about that thing inside of us that like you said like your initial feeling was to you know box the man mm-hmm. but us which is often yep. a lot of our first yep. initial feelings you know um, but it's like us as a people we are you know we always have we always have something to lose Mm -hmm. like we always have to consider oh my god am i gonna get fired why am i need my liquor work Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like realistically and so that is the thing that keeps us from from reacting the way we really want to react from saying the things we really want to say and so we suppress and we suppress and we suppress and then you mix in you know um mental illness Mm -hmm. in our our community and the lack of um conversation around that and the stigma around that and and it's because we're suppressing so much shit yeah people wonder why people are like going outrage like people people wonder why black people are just like yo always always angry (laughs) i mean you'd be always angry too if you had some shit suppressed Mm -hmm. like you I, like I said before, I don't think they could deal with the pressures that we deal with every day and not commit suicide on a regular Trust. basis. Facts. Fam, they'll lose a couple, you know, thousand dollars. Lose a thousand dollars and want to jump off a bridge. And they want to jump off a bridge, much less. You know, so it's you it's, know what I mean. Um, and that's not to be insensitive to that experience, but it's the fact. Like we have just been built differently. Like we just. I don't know. Like, we can just deal with more shit. It's like, 
What about you? Like, have you... But um, I mean, those things shouldn't be normal to us. Yeah. Just, it, it should not be. It shouldn't be normal. It, it shouldn't should not be... be. Um, we shouldn't... <laughs> like, if that happened to a white person, like, they would have had lawyers, they would have had the job shut down. Like, we should not feel like... And it's like we're never, as black people, never trying to make a scene. Mm-hmm. A scene yeah. is always created around us, Yeah. but we're never trying to make, make a, scene. a scene. So for yeah. you to have that contemplation within yourself, like, yo, I can very well call, you know, call um, lawyers and this and that, but you know what? To go through the fuss, mm-hmm. let me just go and get another job or whatever the case. And so... I think they also know that about us, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they just exploit that. Oh, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I mean, to be very open and frank, um, I was called a nigger in grade five, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget that. Like, point blank, it was written in a note. Really? <laughs> it was written in a note, and it was ripped up, me and this, um, this um, she, her mother was Tanzanian and her father was French so she looked like a white woman mm-hmm. or white girl I should say and me and her were very close friends and then grade 5 like we always like we fight over like stupidness yeah you took my pencil yeah you took my pencil you took my chips like whatever <laughs> like just stupid crap and yeah she wrote something in a note and then ripped it up and put it in the recycling bin i don't know if you guys remember they had these brown recycling bins that were put like right by the front door Mm -hmm. and my teacher got wind of that and um found it and yeah it said um genial is a black bitch and a nigger and yeah that was the first time i was ever called that and i had no idea what it meant, what it was about, and so on. I think I told my mom. I don't even know if I told my mom about it. I have no idea. Maybe I told her years after that. But um, it was just very weird for me because I grew up in a very multicultural environment. I grew up in Markham, which is like Asians, whites, and sprinkles of black. But we've all grown to just be around each other. It was fine. Like, it, there was no, like, for the lack of, like, that whole I don't see color was my life in Markham and even in high school same thing but until I went on to the workforce that whole I don't see color was like totally washed away because people did see my color mm-hmm. and being in the fashion industry I feel racism all the time mm-hmm. it's there like it's there me working in luxury retail it's that covert racism and when people say that racism does not exist in Canada, I look at them like they're crazy because it may not be in your face. Somebody may not call you a nigger or another word or whatever, but it's there and it still hurts regardless. It's a subliminal type of racism. It's a ha 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 in your face or it's in a joke in your face. Like they'll make a little racial remark about where you come from, your hair, mm-hmm. how your sh- how your body is shaped, and so on. And that is something that I faced at every job that I've worked at. Mm-hmm. To the point now where I work for myself with different um, contracts, and I haven't felt that. But when I work for these luxury brands, I do. And it's, it's something that 
I've never really spoken about. I've never really felt that I needed to address it to a higher up because like you said, it's that if I say something, then it's like I'll be looked at as this or maybe they're angry not going to Exactly, mm-hmm. the angry black woman or like oh they'll say well, yeah you know it's just a joke or it's like oh i didn't mean it like that or oh i'm not a racist it's 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 just i really love your hair or whatever it's all there's always but or all this other crap mm-hmm. but um in regards to how my feelings are uh, with this climate i mean i was talking to you sharona today when i went out with my dad and he wanted to get like this tomato plant <laughs> all of a sudden i don't understand but mm-hmm. hey he's into planting cool so we went and got this tomato plant over in scarborough and um my dad very jamaican man no patience no tolerance no nothing i talked to my dad about racism and he he looks at me like i'm crazy he was just like genial like why are we even talking about this the shit's already here like it's been here there's nothing you can do like he's very like straightforward and that's it and he um he was with he was with me and i'm very protective over my father especially right now because he's older and he was looking for this plant and there was this white italian man who worked at this uh, um, this store mm-hmm. and my dad was just like oh where is the cherry plants and he was just like there's no cherry plants there's no cherry plants and walks away and I was just like okay let me just find it found the cherry plant picked it up looks like there was this white the same white man and another man in front of me and they were talking and I was trying to walk and I was with my dad and I was like excuse me please and they're still talking I'm like excuse me please they're still talking and I don't know what it was in me and I was just like can you fucking move please Mm-mm. and he turned around good for you he turned mm-hmm. around and I'm like dad let's go come <laughs> <laughs> just got it paid for it and kept it moving I'm just like I don't have the time like mm-hmm. my energy right now is on a high like the, and you're not disrespect. gonna you're not gonna operate in the world like I don't exist exactly or that I'm not here or that you cannot hear me yeah because you turned around and you looked at me you knew I was with my father like you knew you saw somebody <laughs> with me but you but you decided not to move for what wow. reason I don't know and wow. there was Box. there's only so many places right? I can move Yo, the, 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 I don't know if it's like my Jamaican background or whatever, my family, but I'm just like, yo, there's something inside of me that just feels like so many people just need a good beating. Like, like, even when I think about Trump and his dumbass, trust me, I'm like, before you guys you know, send him to jail or execute him or whatever you got, you about to be fam, just make, make mm. some guys freaking hold up and beat him, you see? Trust like, me. I just, I just, like, that would give me so much satisfaction. Like, like some just... people just need to feel the pain yeah. that they've been putting people through and it, in a physical way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's, and, and here's my thing. Like, Amanda Seals, who, <laughs> like, I have a love-hate relationship with her. But right now, I'm like, go, Amanda. Like, yes, talk your shit. Do whatever you want. She talks about white people and people who happen to be white. Yes. There's <laughs> a, a huge, term I love. Yes. There's a huge 
distinction mm-hmm. in regards to that. Yeah. I'm proud to say that the people that happen to be white, and you know who you are, you have definitely shown me that, yes, you are an ally. You have messaged me. You have... It's, it's not rehearsed. It comes from a great place. But I'm also looking at the people who are white. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I see y'all. I, I, I see y'all. Like, I, I see y'all, and, and I, it's sad. And the way that this shit is prevalent and in your face every single day on the news, everywhere mm-hmm. you turn, and the fact that majority of the people are not working currently, mm-hmm. you got nothing but time. Yep. So to yep. say something as ignorant as oh i don't know what's going on or oh i had no idea it's like you have to be living under a rock at this point you know and like i was saying to you earlier it's just like i would rather a non-white person or sorry a non-black person say you know what i don't know anything about the history of this Mm -hmm. or or i need some more education in this area yeah can you please help me mm-hmm. can you educate me as opposed to being like oh it's nothing it's no big deal oh i don't see yeah. race i'm not a racist, racist. I don't see color. it's I don't okay see color like really <laughs> that the, the <sighs> whole i don't see color and all lives matter they can those two things can burn now because <laughs> it's literally like when you say that those things to me I feel like it's a disrespect and it's almost like you're calling me a nigger. Like, it's just, I, I, I put them all in the same pile. Yeah. Like, it's, it's BS. And the fact that you don't see colors, the fact you're showing your white privilege. Yeah. It's like, because you have nothing to worry about. Like, what do you, you see you if you don't see, see color? You don't. You don't. <laughs> like, I'd like to know what they see if they don't see color. What do you see? Yeah. Um, it's true. Um, let's take a break. So we made a call out um, a few days ago regarding um, shouting out black businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got amazing responses. Shout out to our boy, Jamar. Yes, sir. Thank (laughs) you for always coming clutch. Always (laughs) coming through. Always coming through. So um, what we're going to try to do is um, every episode, um, try to at least highlight a few that um, are dear and near to us that are in our community and possibly outside of Ontario as well. But um, we just want to shout out a few that are in our own city. And one that really stood out to me was Visions of Science. Mm -hmm. And the Visions of Science Network for Learning, Inc. is a charitable organization that exists to, sorry, that exists to advance the educational achievement and positive development of youth from low-income and marginalized communities through meaningful engagement in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I've Bomb. been hearing about STEM, STEM research like, from like the last few years, and um, it's really dope to see that young black, even young black women are have an interest in STEM. Yeah. And um, Visions of Science, that's their Instagram name as well. They're doing so amazing at things. Visions of Science? Yes, mm-hmm. at Visions of Science. Um, they're doing amazing things. And um, I definitely want to check them out when we get back to somewhat of a normal. I want to go in there and see what STEM 
is all about. So mm -hmm. kudos to you, Visions of Science, and thank you, Jamar, for um, shedding light on this business. Absolutely. And another business, um, I realized that the first time I've encountered this business was actually um, at AfroChic last year. Um, but this business is called VR Planet. It is a Black-owned business for uh, virtual reality, so video mm -hmm. gaming. Uh, they do parties and corporate events, private events, that sort of thing. They are currently closed right now due to COVID, um, but they are located in Ajax, um, 325 West New Road South in Ajax. And I just want to shout this out because I think it's so cool. I love VR games myself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very into that sort of thing. And it's funny, I'm currently writing a script that kind of has to do with this as well. So it's good to know that um, these gentlemen are around uh, for some insight if, if needed. But I think it's just amazing um, that us as black people, we can cover multiple um multiple areas mm -hmm. of entertainment of education um and all that kind of stuff so like it's super cool so yeah shout out to at vr planet that's their instagram handle and check them out when COVID is over <laughs> and thank you again to everyone who has been messaging us and emailing us we see you and we will certainly continue um to bring light to some of our black local businesses yes so let's get back to the show so we are back with a drag queen in the spill tea hey. L -L -L. <laughs> so um i feel like i'm doing this like in you know honor of one of my favorite podcasts that you put me on to, The Read. Yes. Because I feel like I'm about to read niggas right now. Mm. But, um... Talk your shit, <laughs> is your time, it's your platform. Number one, I just want to highlight the idiot. Name? Jason Derulo. Oh. <laughs> Fab, I never even had this man on my mind for, like, until recently. Yo. Like, just because... He's all that I see when I scroll through TikTok. To my fellow Haitians, y'all just must be <laughs> gather like your men in, in total. To like, you guys just must gather be in total disgust Stop. over this matter. Gather right your now. people, I don't have them, TikTok, please. So I don't, I wouldn't. <laughs> you don't need it. You're not missing <laughs> anything. Listen, this man. All I saw was I think on his Instagram as well. He went to the grocery store and bought all the pancake mix and said that he had the goal of creating the highest stack of pancakes and it was like this the it was super high to the point where he was on like the balcony of his house or something and was putting like the last pancake on the very top and i'm like this is out here dying though and this is what you're doing this is your priority how big was his pan or did he have like multiple like different pans on he probably had, like, had a, probably had one of those pancake making machines yeah he must. Had multiple because pans. Just like... they were like quite large pancakes and i love pancakes but this is not the time <laughs> i'm here for the pancakes this is not the time bro like really man was celebrating two million followers that's what you do for your two million followers when you as a black man are out here and people are real life dying? 
He's he's uh. when he there was this this TikTok thing where he had like corn and it was on a like one of these drill drills and he was like putting the and he lost his tooth and I'm just like he did yeah like he was drilling it and the drill was going on the corn and he put it to his mouth and he lost his tooth. You have to remember these guys like these guys live in a bubble. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. They live in a bubble where it's just it's like... And, they what, and that's the danger of like what money can do to you. Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. really puts you in a puts bubble you in a of mindset. like... And you have a bunch of yes men around you that absolutely. are not saying it, but, saying no but to But the sad so. part is, is like, dude, if you're walking on road and catch the wrong police officer on the wrong day who, needs to, to meet, you too. To, who needs to make his quota by the end Thanks. of the month... Mm-hmm. You're getting it. Because yeah. he is a black man. You're like getting he's, it. Like, he is a black man. Like, like look at period. him. period. Relax. So, that's one thing. <sighs> Secondly, I'd like to um, point out the ridiculousness of TELUS Mobility. I have been... American TELUS. listeners, first of all, TELUS oh, yes. Mobility. Explain what TELUS Mobility is. This mo- is our, uh, one of our main cell phone Yes. Providers. providers, yes, like a Verizon. Yeah, so I believe if you go to America, if you have a Telus phone, if you go to if you go to America, I think on top of it, it will say like I think Sprint. I think the oh, yeah, Sprint there and is are, yeah, okay. either Sprint and Telus or AT and T and Telus. Yeah. So, anyways, Telus had this bright idea because we know we're living in the age of COVID, <laughs> and um. You know, everything needs to be mobile and online friendly and all these things. So they created a service of some sort where you can have like a doctor online. But they call this service Babylon. Okay, I don't know how they at the office uh, pronounced it. Nobody Jamaican works there. Babylon. Babylon. I don't know. And but I'm literally it's, going no, on to this right now. It's Babylon. It says Babylon by Telesville. It's Babylon. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, do you not see? Like, fam, we're in Toronto. You don't think man don't know what Babylon means? And that's how I'm pronouncing it. Like, tell us Babylon. Like, what? So then here's my thing. Um, Leon, you see how you're saying, like, no Jamaican works there? To me, I'm like, yo, was that, like, a Jamaican in, like, head office? <laughs> named it and was trying to like warn us pass it off to the white people yeah like yo man that we're watching you through your phone tell you something (laughs) enough Jamaicans work at TELUS like enough black people work at TELUS but it has to be somebody in the higher well you already know people are watching you from your phone because they see you have your camera yeah like you already know so you already know (laughs) so I feel like that was like they could activate everything on your phone cry for help like yo it's like Okay, okay. Another thing on <laughs> Babylon. Everybody else, have you guys been receiving those Chinese calls from those weird numbers? Yep, the yes. last few days. Yes. Alright, so here about yes. last few weeks. Take the syndrome. What if that was them trying to warn us about COVID? <laughs> Everybody's been saying that. Oh my god. And we don't understand. We're trying to warn us and we're like, we don't understand what the fuck you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> really. It's really sad. I'm sorry. That that one has me out. Um, What is one? Okay, so one thing that I've been seeing is, so a lot of celebrities have been getting 
backlash in regards to their response with just been going on, just what's been going on George with Floyd. the obviously George Floyd. A lot of Bill celebrities Taylor. are showing their ass. Hmm? A lot of celebrities are showing their oh, ass. Oh, absolutely. And they're being very politically correct. Um, a lot of them um, have been saying, whew, like, it's pertaining to all lives matter well while not saying all lives matter they'll be saying like this is um against this is a human race issue like they're they're tiptoeing around because they don't want to lose their following um or their checks or their checks um many of people's faves they've been they've criticized them um, regarding their monologues on Instagram, saying that it's very scripted, it's just not genuine. There's a, just it's a lot. There's a lot of just a lot of yeah, fake fake ce- woke celebrities and influencers are feeling it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't say that I feel sorry for them. No, <laughs> I mean you have a huge platform. And this is the time to use it as responsibly as you can. And I think, like, one, I saw a meme that said, you know, posting and speaking out against social injustice or racism will not um, damage your Instagram aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you have this perfectly curated page, you know, where you're, you're, your quotes are in the same font and color yeah, background and, and rearing. So like, you mentioning like yo Black Lives Matter or like stop the fuckery out here, we're dying is gonna mess up the aesthetic of your page. Like, bro, like what's the bigger issue? Yeah. What's the bigger conversation? But you know, it, it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, like you guys said, like hella people out here are fake woke. Facts. And um, yeah, that's just what it is. So as we uh, gear towards the end of the episode, it is our custom, Leon, to have our um, guest drop some knowledge, some light on our uh, listeners. So, you know, what is your off-figure tip for the people that? <laughs> um, my off-figure tip is um, know your circle and know the people that you have around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, just a little example. If you're going to, say, Copacabana or a Ruth Chris or something, and you know the bill is going to be somewhere of excess, you know, of $100. And you have a cheap friend, but he wants to come. (laughs) You wouldn't invite that cheap friend there because, you know, if you bring him around those certain people that are not stressing that type of money for that dinner, he's not going to make you look bad. Just an example. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't invite him to, you can't invite everybody to everywhere. Yeah. Because when you start expecting pe- certain things from people, then you that's you can't you invite get. the social man to request. That's, that's what you're telling you know me what right I'm saying, now. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. This is a real Toronto podcast. Okay, okay, yeah. I feel you. 
Yeah, not everybody's not for everybody in your circle is not I for mean, everywhere you're gonna go. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? It's true. It's just it's just real talk. I and, believe, and, and you know, and a lot of people's feelings are gonna get hurt. But listen, if you wanna get to where you wanna go, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to leave people behind. I feel you, That's and you know what? I I I thank you for that advice and that reminder because it's true in everyday life, like the restaurants. Yeah. But it's true in like career-wise mm -hmm. career everybody yeah, can't go you want to reach mm -hmm. certain levels you everybody can't everybody can't go with you yeah you know you're not gonna make you know your first meal with the person who has a broke mentality exactly like that you, can't, sort of you thing, just can't so. do it right so yeah you know? and at least so. if you can't afford it just say you can't afford it and move on because yeah. it, it looks away if you like this person invites you and say yeah 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 come to yeah, come, come true, and, and then he's like yo and the bill 155 he's like wow and then he's looking in his pockets yeah. or trying to like kind of like, it's like text you to them or like bring it to the side bring it to the side because I've seen those ones we you know, I've like, seen it all, yo, for a or, bring it to the or side. low key checks the bank yeah, account yeah, like, like, yo, yo I'm just texting a man right now still can he transfer me a 50 fam like yo to those social mans just know yourselves in that's just it. know just you can't show up to the, to the roof, Chris Banner. It's, okay. it's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. You just, just have to sit it. this one out. You know it's what I mean? Okay. Just admit it. That's it's it. That's okay. it. That, I'm not expecting, you know, you to, to spend your rent money on the dinner. Absolutely Just cool. Not. And just that sit this one out and we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Simple. sir. Um... <laughs> Yeah, man. Listen. It's <laughs> <laughs> super facts. Um, yeah, that, okay, Leon, I understand that, like, you're rolling the something, but please, the noise. <laughs> She'll call me out on my noise, but uh, sometimes I'm greasing my, my, my scalp. My still. <laughs> greasing my scalp or, like, doing my bantu knots, and she's like, yo. <laughs> Thank you. Um, thank you, Leon, for being here with us on Behind the Stage. I gotta, really come, yes. I gotta come back. Come back come anytime, back. sir. The door, the door is open for sure. Mm -hmm. um, this was really great. You know, thank you guys for listening, for holding us down as always. Um, you know, we're here. We're here to serve our community. Yes. We're here to uplift each other. We're here to mm. um, express the feelings that not just we have if is that proper english i don't know but um <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say so yeah man hit us up yo like you know we we made a call out for brands keep them coming thank you so much to those that responded mm -hmm. um we want to hear from you our black businesses our black brands hit us up on instagram behind the stage um at behind the stage the with an A for those who don't know yet and um, the Gmail you know questions comments things that you want us to unpack we're here um, at behind the stage at gmail.com yeah and know that 2020 is not canceled guys absolutely like not. this year actually um, I feel like is a year of 2020 vision like in all in all in aspects in the most we're realist way ever trust me we're seeing <laughs> yeah. things so much clearer right now and um 
our voices are amplified and we just need to continue doing that like my black people know that this is not our story like we need not to the end of our story. not the end of our story mm -hmm. like the revolution we need will be televised to, mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. we need to really amplify our voices we need to support one another mm -hmm. we need to continue this um speaking our brothers and our sisters names that have passed it's important don't make this just a trend and just the the cool thing to do right now continue it because like look what look what we're doing now like we've taken over the internet so imagine what we can do if we all come together and yeah. create businesses and opportunities for not only not only ourselves but for one another. But this is why they're so scared of us because they know if we unite, then it's over. We, for it's them. over. Yeah. It's so quiet for them. So that's why we so, need so to quiet you know, quietly um, just assemble and do things the right way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get in the right seats. Get in the right position of power <laughs> so we can make changes. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, we leave with the quotes. Um, I'm going to leave with um, a quote from Reverend Al Sharpton. Um, he spoke at um, George Floyd's Rest in Peace, his um, eulogy, and I'll leave you with a little bit of this. George Floyd's story has been the story of black folks because ever since 401 years ago, the reason we could never be who we wanted and dreamed of being is you kept your knee on our neck. Mm. And that... Mm. <laughs> wow. Whew, powerful. Yeah. But is. not no more. Not no more. Yeah. And um, yeah, just to echo what you guys said, you know, I will leave here with the reminder of the importance of um, building our communities, you know, I cannot emphasize that. I know it's going to take a little bit more effort from us, you know, to because we, we do things out of convenience oftentimes, but if it takes, you know, you driving an extra 10 minutes to get to the Black-owned establishment, you know, if it takes you waiting, you know, an, an additional week to get that item because you purchased it from the black owned online boutique or whatever it is, you know, traveling to the West End from downtown to do your nails with the black um, esthetician. It's just like, that's just, these are just the efforts that we're gonna need to make, you know, to really keep our money in our community and really see a change amongst, um, amongst us. You know, it's straight FUBU for us, by us. And yeah. that's just the energy that we need to keep. and. I leave you um, with a quote from my good sis, Niecy Nash, who I heard, um, she said, I'm doing this no matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter what are the three words that she lives by. And that really stuck with me because I thought to myself, I'm gonna be black and proud no matter what i'm going to achieve all of my goals no matter what i'm going to rise above every circumstance no matter what 
you know what I mean? And I really just um, want to reiterate that and encourage all of you guys as our listeners um, to be you unapologetically and to live boldly and to laugh with purpose and live with purpose no matter what. Thanks. So yeah, y'all, we out. Thank you so much. Leon, thank you again, sir. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yes, yes. And yeah.